0: Yeah. Listening to the 123 show with me, Noreen Meir, on this Wednesday afternoon. I'd love to welcome back to the studio the one and the only Cruzy McCalligan. How are you doing, Cruzy? I'm great.
1: How are you doing?
0: I'm very good, thank you. All the better for seeing you. Oh, well, that's very kind. And that's a very nice thing to say. And our listeners uh, can also see you as well uh, on <laughs> Facebook Live, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. Uh, you'll be able to see and also hear uh, Cruzanne there also. So, what are we talking about this week? What have you got for us? Okay,
1: we're talking. About
0: apologies. Oh, right? timely. Okay, timely. a
1: little bit timely, and I'm not going to get political because it's, but it's timely, and I think it's an interesting, I think it's a really interesting topic. Now, firstly, would you say you are someone who apologizes? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: I, I, I apologize. Even um, when
1: it's very uncomfortable, when you really don't
0: want to. I, know um So, Andy, my husband's always said, I'm good at apologizing, and I do mean it because, mm. um, I I don't see the point in apologising if you don't mean it. And also, sometimes... I reflect too quickly, I would say. Sometimes I get mad too quickly and then I'll be like, oh, actually, I shouldn't have gotten mad. And then I'll just apologise. Oh, sure, yes, sure. I'm one of those yeah. sort of quick to fly off the handle, but also quick to Yeah, I think I'm quite regret. similar to that. I
1: think I, I think that's a, it's a survival mechanism that I, I catch myself. So I'm like, I'm going to bring out the dragon, but it's okay. I promise I'll swoop on in there with the apology swan afterwards or whatever it is. But it is a kind of a timely concept, apolog- um, apologies and apologising. And also I think it's interesting when we start thinking about it because as women we do it more than men they've actually scientific studies have proven this women apologize more than men and I think that is a reason and I was trying to look at how much I apologise for something in a day. I'm quite an apologetic person. You know, if if someone nearly walks into me with a cup of coffee, I say sorry. You say? (laughs) You know, or somebody, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry I was in your way while you weren't watching where you were going with your
0: hot beverage, right? You know, I'm almost seven months pregnant. Some man upstairs (laughs) in the office, I'm not going to name any names, from admin, he bumps into me and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then as I was walking by, I was thinking, why did I apologise? apologize. I wanted to go back to him and say, "Hey, you yep. should apologize." Yep. But
1: okay. okay, well, this so this is Feels this is like now. a problem. Yeah, it's a problem. It's a problem women have, but there's a really interesting reason for this. It's not that we're just weaker more feebly it's that's not true it is because women um we have a lower threshold for what requires an apology because we're more concerned with the emotional experiences of others and in promoting harmony in relationships so we we're we are i mean this isn't true for everyone this is a big generalization but women tend to be more social more empathetic and so it's that we're trying to preserve the positivity of the relationships around us so we're like okay i'll apologize because i'd rather protect whatever the situation is Yeah. yeah yeah And of course, um, they uh, neither men nor women are wrong when they disagree about whether or not an offence has occurred or whether or not an apology is desired. Like that's quite that can be quite arbitrary. That can be quite subjective. It's that we have different perceptions of an event that has occurred between us, right? Between a man and a woman, for example. So that can be like within a marriage. That can be um, in a work scenario. I know um, in in my working life, I'll often apologise to someone for getting back to them a day or two late on an email whereas yeah, that's really sorry for the delay whereas you think that's not they wouldn't do the same to me if they were a man they don't tend to apologize for a, a delay of a day but as a woman you feel like you have to if you haven't met the expectation you have to apologize um, and also so they say that um uh, you may you may apologize because um you you have a, a sense of like your personality so you perceive They say that people who have perceive their own personalities as flexible or as stable have different views on apologies. So if you're someone who adopts the theory that uh, personalities are quite flexible, they're changing, we can change, we can be different, we can be malleable, we can move and adapt to the people around us, you're probably going to be someone who's more likely to apologise but people who believe that their personalities are very stable. So I would not call myself as having it. I wouldn't say I have a stable personality. I would say, no, I, I have my ups and downs. Like within an hour, 45 minute period, I probably go through the full spectrum of emotions and personality. Zero to 10. <laughs> 10. Yeah. yeah, so, but if you're someone who perceives your personality is very stable, you're, you're gonna have a harder time apologizing because it's gonna be a harder time recognizing that anything in your personality was out of sorts. Whereas I think when you're a little bit up and down as some of us are (laughs) that uh, you can go well it's probably likely I did something wrong because I'm so up and down so but that doesn't necessarily mean either are right that's just how we perceive our own actions right so
0: Carrie Lam must perceive herself as being somebody fairly stable yes she
1: probably she probably does right she probably perceives herself you know that she's quite a solid uh, yeah I mean we couldn't say that her I mean if you I mean I'm not going to psychoanalyze her I'm not a psychoanalyst but if you if you say the way that someone is portraying themselves in what we see of her she does seem pretty pretty consistent in her in the way she is so i can understand that you would perceive her to be a stable personality type right whereas you know somebody else might be very erratic and like donald trump is not is not a stable personality type he's really erratic he's all over the place so i guess that's kind of a that's kind of an interesting way of thinking about it as well now when we when we look at um communication communicating effectively and sincerely like we've all had someone apologize to us who really didn't mean it Right, And, and, that, that's and a, you
0: can tell. Oh,
1: you can tell. You can totally tell. And, of course, uh, the content of the apology is only half of the battle, right? The delivery matters just as much and if you mumble, you avert eye contact, you maybe you stand in a corner with your arms crossed, like your body language is saying a lot. If you're still angry, if you're angry apologizing, if your tone of voice is different, then you're going to be telling a different story with the way you're appearing to what you're saying, right? So they kind of need to be authentic for an apology to be have any credibility. One study found that as long as CEOs looked sad when they apologized, the listeners, their listeners would want to make amends. Okay, this is a study of CEOs. But if the CEO looked happy or even just neutral, right? the The apology actually exacerbated the negative
0: feelings. Well, that's right. exactly what. Yeah. putting it back to the Carrie Lamb context, people are saying they felt angrier, even though she's apologized. Yeah, and, because the body language or whatnot didn't match. The, there you go, what and like, saying. and so
1: it's something you can obviously. So that's the thing. So they say that in fact, company stock prices tend to rise after a leader who looks sad delivers a po- an apology. So you can manipulate it to a degree, but it's a really interesting thing. Like if you believe that that person has been really affected by their apology, that they're so sincere in their apology, it's affected them, that they look sad, we're going to believe it more. And if they just seem like they're just going through the motions, we're going to see right through it, right? So this is kind of an interesting, That's an interesting way of of looking at it. But of course, like saying sorry is... Not always a, a really positive thing. They found that uh, it doesn't soften the blow of social rejection. So, you know that feeling when um, you have to say to somebody, I'm sorry I can't make the event because this, come to this thing because this X, Y, Z has happened or whatever. And we've all been in this situation. And you think that, um, so you, for example, imagine that you and your friends uh, meet your you find that your friend a friend of yours meets with mutual co-workers that you share for lunch like every Friday they go and have lunch together and you ask to join but your friend says no you can't I'm sorry I'm sorry you can't join I'm sorry you can't join it's like and it's that horrible feeling that actually that the the that, contrary to popular belief, the sorry in that context does not soften the, so- the blow of that rejection at all. And most people have had the experience of wanting to minimise the hurt of the person they're rejecting. But you can't really do that with just saying, I'm sorry, but, you know, it's not, that's not really very sincere. So um, they found that uh, social norms dictate that we should forgive someone if they apologise, right? So that's the other thing that is this whole element of an apology is forgiveness. The expectation is if someone is, is ticking off the list, and I've got a list later about what's an effective apology, the science of an effective apology. If someone's ticking off the list, the expectation is that you are then going to forgive them. Would you agree? Like if someone comes to you, they look sad, they've gone through the list of things that they need and you'd be like, okay, I need to forgive this person. They've obviously really thought about what they've done, right? But of course... um that doesn't always make sense when we talk about social rejection because Because you might not be ready to forgive them straight
0: away and you're mentally thinking what do they really mean it am i ready to forgive them exactly and all these things if they don't match then you're not going to actually forgive them even though that's what society demands Uh, a a sorry should should equate to a forgiveness
1: absolutely and of course if you're saying to someone i'm sorry but we just prefer if you didn't come it's very confusing when you actually think about why that doesn't make you feel better it doesn't you feel better because the the onus is on you to forgive that person for apologizing but it's in a very short window you haven't really had time to reflect on that and you don't really want to forgive them because they've also just rejected you so it's this whole like it's a really complicated thing an apology and they say that apologies may lead to revenge what right so um a doctor uh, dr friedman he's um a uh postdoctoral researcher um at dartmouth college in the u.s he um He carried out a specially designed face-to-face rejection experiment to account for the fact that people don't like to admit to negative feelings, such as the pain of rejection. So he said that we know that people often don't want to admit that they have hurt feelings. So in some of the studies, we looked at how much people wanted to seek revenge. Specifically, we looked at the degree to which rejectees imposed an unpleasant taste test of hot sauce on their rejectors. So they got hot sauce and there's like the really, really hot stuff and they um the people who'd been rejected had the option to um to pr- put this hot sauce on the rejectors food now it showed that those who, uh, offered an apology when rejected from a set of group tasks Exacted revenge by allocating more sauce to the person who had rejected them. This was despite being told that the person they were had rejected them. Oh, they they can't handle spicy food. It's really not good for them. They're like, oh, really? Okay. But they they still felt so offended by the I'm sorry, you can't come and sit and have lunch with us that they still put hot sauce on this person's food. So there's like this real idea that. Um, you know, that that you do think that you're going to just be able to get over something, but it's a whole complicated thing, um, whether or not that apology is sincere. So we can talk a little bit about um, the benefits, the emotional benefits of apologies now. So, of course, when you think about an apology, there are two people in an apology. Well, two parties in an apology. There's the person who's apologising, and there's the person who is being, apo- um, being, being apologised apologized to. Too. Now, um, there are some emotional benefits of apology Uh, a person who has harmed feels emotional healing when they are acknowledged by the wrongdoer so that's you know you feel respected you feel listened to Um, when we receive an apology we no longer perceive the wrongdoer as a personal threat because obviously they've, they've put themselves in a position of vulnerability because it's quite humiliating for want of a better word to have to really apologize to somebody, right? Like it's not as humans, it's horrible to think you've done to admit something it, to, to, admit, admit it wrong. to admit wrong, but also admit hurt, you know? Um an apology apparently it helps us it can help us move past anger and prevent us from being stuck in the past. It does seem to create like a bit of a line, like it's kind of a concept of resolution sometimes. Um, and of course it opens the door to forgiveness because there are a few magical people among us who can be capable of forgiving without an apology, but an apology tends to be something that does kind of free you up to feel a little bit more forgiving, right? Absolutely,
0: it really does. And sometimes when people, I, f- I feel like have wronged me in the past, and they haven't apologized, I feel like, you know what, I'm just going to let it go. Because actually, by, by not letting go, I'm holding myself hostage. Yes. And then I don't have that emotional baggage, or that emotional sort of Being chained to that, and it's uh, um, a more liberating feeling than holding and and harboring these ill thoughts. Exactly to to the perpetrator. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly, exactly. And it's debilitating because on the one hand, you have the feelings of remorse and shame that you might have hurt another person, and they can really eat away at you. Like the guilt of thinking, "I really did something wrong here. I need to do something about it." And maybe action isn't possible. Maybe it's just the fact you have to acknowledge it, right? But I mean. This is it's 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 about sort of taking responsibility for your actions, um, and apology has the power to make humble even the most arrogant person. You know, if you really think about it, um, there's people who you you we all know in our lives who you know you have on a pedestal of being really quite nasty people. They're not they they they, they embody the nasty stuff. But you really think how would I feel if I saw that person knock on my door one day and really like look sad? you know really sad and really apologize from the depths of their souls would it change how i feel about them and i mean i think that's a personal question because some people like as we're seeing now sometimes an apology doesn't feel like enough to people right um but of course it it's also the way that we stay connected with people and we can draw a line and we can move past it now they have looked at uh, the science behind an effective apology um, and there's a study that they um, that they completed in the issue of negotiation and conflict management which sounds like a really exciting publication um, where they looked at six components of a good apology. Now um, all not every apology has to have these six components but researchers found that the more components that there were the more likely the apology would be successful. So these are the ingredients of a successful uh, this, uh, successful apology. The first one is an expression of regret. So like, you know, a genuine expression of regret. Second is an explanation of what went wrong. Uh, third is acknowledgement of responsibility. And that's an interesting point because we'll see, like, there's been a lot of with the me too movement in the last few like I guess the last year or so there's been a lot of people who've had to make public apologies and it's very interesting when you start analyzing the language who acknowledges responsibility and who just explains what went wrong without acknowledging their responsibility and what went wrong it's quite it's quite fascinating really it becomes quite a linguistic puzzle number 4 is a declaration of repentance number 5 is an offer of repair like whether that's an authentic offer, it's what's the next step, how can I make this better? And remember, you don't need all six steps. And the sixth step is a request for forgiveness. So even though there is kind of this implicit thing in an apology that you're kind of asking for forgiveness by apologizing...
0: It's kind of like a full circle. It's a full circle. Because ultimately when you apologize, well, most of the time you want forgiveness and, yep. and you're asking for permission. I never thought of yeah, that before. Yeah,
1: so you're kind of asking for it, which is really interesting. But of course, the thing is that... Um, the most important of all of these, if you can't craft an apology with all six, the most important one researchers say is the um, element of accepting responsibility. They said that is actually the most important one because um, acknowledge that you've made a mistake and make it clear that you're at fault, right? So never apologize for someone else's feelings. So, and this is really interesting. You always, it always has to be about you and your behavior. So rather than say, I'm sorry if you were hurt by my words, it's better to say i'm sorry i said hurtful things because you can't apologize on behalf of how other people are feeling
0: and also absolutely and it's also not an, a good way to apologize i'm sorry you feel hurt or i'm sorry you feel this way because this way you're putting the onus on the other person. exactly
1: exactly and really it's it's up to you in an apology to to claim, really, the, to responsibility. claim the responsibility which is exactly as i said is scary and intimidating and humiliating and humbling and it makes you remorseful and shameful it's a big deal to be someone who apologizes so you know which is interesting when we think about um children and you teach children like make sure you say sorry like it's very important actually you don't realize how important it is for us to become comfortable enough in ourselves when we're young to be able to adapt apologize when we're older, you know, because it is, it's not a good feeling when you have to apologize for something.
0: Oh, definitely. And, you know, they're so perceptive. I mean, my daughter is two and I yelled at her the other day and she looked really sad. And so I thought to myself, why am I yelling? I should just explain it to her. But I was getting so impatient. So then I apologized and I said, I'm sorry, mummy, yelled at you. I shouldn't have raised my voice. And she nodded and she said, it's Yeah. And she acknowledged my apology and it felt good. Yeah
1: yeah I think it does feel yes. good and that's be very different as if if, if she had um if she started crying and you said I'm sorry, I'm sorry, mummy made you cry. Yeah. Is it you know? It's like it's the same thing of like, or I'm sorry that you feel upset by mummy. Is kind of the wrong way to say it. You really need to be exactly like claiming your own yeah. responsibility. As and- yelled
0: at you. Yeah, yeah, I
1: mean, like I can be quite colourful with some of the um <laughs> insults that I think of to my husband when we're both sleep deprived at like three a.m. in the morning, <laughs> trying to put our baby of- to sleep. I'm quite that- proud
0: of those insults. I- <laughs>
1: I keep, a, little keep book a log button. of them. I mean, it's amazing the kind of like linguistic dexterity I'm capable of that at that hour. But I mean, I do try. I do try to when I do have my faculties back in the light of day just make that point of saying I am really sorry for saying those things there yeah. was no reason for me to say those things it was terrible of me to say those things and I shouldn't have said those things you know and I won't so- say those things again because of the last bits probably a little bit <laughs> there needs to be sincerity and I can't guarantee that um but um but yeah so it's it's a, it's a fascinating thing the the art of an apology and I think of course you have to understand that when you, um, whoever's on the receiving end of an apology, it, it takes two to tango in an apology because, um, like I said, I have, I have people I know and love who don't apologize or maybe don't accept apologies. And I've seen it and it's very different. Um, but of course, two people need to be ready. So if you're requesting an apology from someone, are you ready to receive an apology from someone, if you know what I mean?
0: I think I demand yeah. an apology from Angie Mann, our multimedia <laughs> editor, WhatsApping me when she knows I'm doing a live show. <laughs> Do you have the API schedule for next that's a week? Very, that's
1: a very, very, um, female
0: thing to do, apologising yeah. for every tiny little thing, every tiny little thing. You mentioned one point earlier, Cruz, and that's, you know, how, how uh, sometimes saying sorry can exacerbate a situation, and that's how some people felt after watching Carrie Lamb's apology yesterday, or maybe even um, taking it away from politics. When somebody apologises, say, for example, I'm sorry you feel that way, you yeah. know, and, and do you feel that sometimes that sorries and apologies are being thrown around and, and you know, you can tell when somebody doesn't mean it and that actually makes the situation worse. It can,
1: absolutely. And I think that's why there's this this elements of the six the six elements of a successful apology, which I'll say again in case anyone missed them. So the first one is the expression of regret. The next one is an explanation of went wrong what went wrong. The third is an acknowledgement of responsibility and researchers say that is the most important. If you can't cover all six, acknowledgement of responsibility is really important. Four is a declaration of repentance Five is an offer of repair, and six is a request for forgiveness. And I think it is—it's—it's it's, it's hard work to put together a proper, sincere apology. Um, and if you do it properly, it should hopefully have the effect you're looking for. But that's—but um, that's only if it's really authentic and it's you know tried and true, and you really really mean it. I have a couple of quotes that we can end on. Um, I'm not saying I agree with all of these, but they're just quite interesting, what's what's out there at the moment. So we I um, mentioned in the run-in for the show, you know, obviously Elton John said, sorry seems to be the hardest word.
0: I have that song good, already.
1: Good, good, good. <laughs> and um, so Eric S- uh, Siegel um, said, love means never having to say you're sorry. I don't know how I yeah, feel about yeah. that. I'm not saying I agree with the quotes. I'm just saying this is what's out there. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> the next one um is from Diane Lane. She says, love is three sorries a day. If you haven't met that quota, something's wrong. So she takes the complete opposite view. And Greg Lamont says, sincere apologies are for those that make them, not for those to whom they are made. Oh, which is also a really interesting concept. I think that's where the whole forgiveness thing comes into. And I could do a whole audio column about forgiveness, but it'd be a bit lofty,
0: so maybe not. No, no, I think yeah. we should do one on, on forgiveness. And also, sorry is, is only good if you don't repeat the same mistakes again. Yes, that's true.
1: You can't keep apologising with the same sincerity, with the same sad expression, <laughs> with the same accepting responsibility. responsibility for the same action over and over again. You're right, it's going to... It's not. It's not sincere, right? It's not sincere because if your your offer of repair is, I won't do this again, and you do it again, it's probably not.
0: Yeah. Well, Cruz, it's been so enlightening to have you on the program to share uh, whether apologizing is and sorry is the hardest word. Thank you so much for your sharing and (laughs) all your research.